Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 119 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we'll be reading chapter 25 of Powerless, a book I wrote in a month. So, if you want to get in touch with me, head on over to jeffreadsisbook.com. There's three ways to contact me. We'll go over them in the end. But more importantly, while you're there, buy one of two terrible books for sale. That's right. Bringing Balance or Offworlder. They're both there. I should really get the other three. Oh my god. How many of these did I write? Just four, right? Just four. Four of this universe, right? The um, Sandhill Chronicles. <laughs> Sandhill Mages, is that what I called it on Amazon? Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but um, buy one of these books. Nobody does. Uh, it would make me laugh, I guess. So if you want to make me laugh and, you know, you if you do buy it, uh, hey, you know, hit me up on whatever, Twitter or whatever the crap you want. And, um, I'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. Yay! And I've already said if you mail it to me, I'll sign it. Right? So that's pretty exciting. I mean, who wouldn't want a signature of a terrible uh, amateur author who doesn't actually think his books are good? Okay. Yeah! So how's everybody out there doing, huh? Uh, We're into November right now. It is the third day of National Novel Writing Month. I am absolutely not writing a book this November. I got too much stuff going on. Uh, You know, everybody's got, like, the Thanksgiving excuse. That makes, for Americans at least, although this is a national novel writing month, so, I mean, I assume it would only be Americans, but whatever, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, Thanksgiving, that really fucks things up, and I know people use that as, like, uh, an excuse, maybe? Does it? Do they? I think they use it as an excuse, but... It's a good excuse, don't get me wrong, but uh, I'm more talking like I got some parents coming to visit me in a few weeks. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to explain while they're here for like five days that uh, I have to go away for an hour and a half and write a book. So (laughs) I'm just not going to do it. What are you going to do? It's too much. It's too much. Um, yeah, but uh, if you are writing a book, yeah, let me know what you're writing about. I'd love to hear the plot. It, that's always fun. Um, yeah. But what else has been going on? Now, I'm down in the basement studio today. It is a Wednesday afternoon. Um, the lovely Laura and I, we did some decorations down here. So it's looking a lot better. We got some art and shit on the walls. And it looks like a regular Applebee's down in the basement now. So just stuff all over the place. Fun times. Fun times. And um, so, yeah, all I'm saying is that the uh, basement studio looking a little nicer than usual. Yeah. Yeah, nothing else has been going on, though. It's been quiet. It's been rainy as hell. But uh, it's not raining right now. And we're inside right now. So even if it was, who gives a shit? Um, Anyway, why don't we talk about this dumb book, right? You guys probably don't want me to give you a weather report from like a week ago, huh? All right. Uh, Today, uh, chapter 25. We're reading chapter 25. It's a little bit lengthy at 147 lines. Um... It looks like we're going to hit some excitement in it. Ooh, that's so fun, right? Uh, I did write down subterfuge, like they're going to try to hide, I guess. I don't know. Let's just see what happens. I mean, 
This is probably one of the more exciting chapters in the book. I think we're going to see some magic and fireballs and lightning. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt, right? Isn't that from old internet days? Good lord, did I see that in college? Oh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> I hope I was working at that point. Jesus. I, I don't know. There wasn't a lot of internet video when I was in college. I'm an old-ass bastard. I used to use Real Player to try to watch things, and all it ever said was buffering. And it makes it oddly similar to using Sling on my 4K Roku with a goddamn, like, 200 megabit internet connection, and I still can't watch TV? I still get buffering? What the fuck kind of world do we live in? Anyway... Why don't we dive in to chapter 25? So for today's episode, I'm going to be sipping on, and this is a little off the norm too, I have some Evan Williams Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the rocks. Yay! Mm. So I think last time I talked about the ancient age that I was keeping in a cask. That's getting low again. So I bought some Evan Williams. And actually, I only bought it because apparently everywhere in Ohio is out of ancient age. What the hell is that? It's bottom shelf liquor, and I can't get it anywhere. Hmm. I don't know, but I was really into it, so that made me bummed. Oh, well. We're going to put it in a cask. It's going to taste all woody in a couple weeks, and that'll be good. Yeah, what are you going to do? Right now, though, it's fresh out of the bottle, and I still got to pour it in the cask. I guess it would have been cool if I poured it in the cask beforehand, but what are you going to do? Here we are. I just said that twice. I suck, don't I? Ah, I'm so bad at podcasting. You guys should listen to a different, better podcast. (laughs) I honestly have been really, like, uh, listening to podcasts. Ah, I've been weaning off, like, a whole bunch of them that I considered regulars. I just can't deal with them anymore, you know? I don't know. What's that about? I'm just getting tired of them. Yeah, who cares? Whatever. Uh, what's it, what, we were going to read a book? Is that what's happening? Uh, I gotta find the top of this chapter. Do you hear the mouse wheel? I don't know. I don't know if you do. Let's see. Okay, we should be good. Here we go. Seems like there's a lot of vibrations and noise on this. All right, whatever. <laughs> Margot followed Henry out of the magical bubble that obscured the house from any sort of detection. She was still impressed with the magic used to hide it and its persistence. Just as she looked at the absence of a house in longing for the magic that it that hid it. Wait, what? Just as she looked at the absence of a house in longing for the magic that hid it, the entire structure popped back into existence in plain view. Oh, okay, so if you remember, there was like some sort of crystal that they bought from hippies, or at least we're inferring that, that makes the magic last longer. So she probably thought they'd leave the goddamn crystal there, but here we are, they didn't. In a panic, Margot cast a weak spell towards the structure that made the entire building appear as a pile of rubble. Oh, that's pretty good. From behind the remnants of another building, she cursed to herself and looked towards the edges of the pine forest for any soldiers sounding the alarm. The three young mages hurried to her side, crouched behind another pile of construction materials that had once housed a mage, and looked at her and Henry expectantly. You should have warned us that you were releasing the spell, Margot scolded. Sorry, Horatio, said. 
We wanted to bring the stamina crystal with us. That's all caps, people. Yep, you can find that if you play Chrono Trigger. Did that have crystals in it? I didn't play a lot of RPG games. Uh, Margot couldn't argue with this logic. The crystal was undoubtedly large and valuable. What, are you going to pawn it on the way home? She also didn't want something of that power to fall in the hands of the magistrates. Oh, they might be able to hide a house. Oh, no! That makes sense, Margot conceded. Let us know next time you take some sort of action, though, Horatio. Horatio nodded. Horatio! Henry moved from one ruined building to the next, trying to approach the edge of the immense clearing that comprised the magical settlement. Somebody was trying to use big words. As they approached the edge, Margot could see that there were no soldiers in this area, meaning they should be able to slip back into the pine forest undetected. She whispered into Henry's, Henry's ear from behind. Do you see anyone? I'm not going to whisper. Too bad. Okay. No, he replied quietly, but suspiciously. I think we should head south into the forest, though, right away. It may be under patrol, Margot pointed out. So is everywhere else, he said, before running for the cover of the trees. Margot shook her head as he disappeared and looked back towards the settlement. In the distance, she could see the magical attacks still blasting against the great hall of the settlement in an attempt to fall the structure. Ooh, that's a nice use of that verb. I like that. However, she doubted anyone would notice their movements from such a distance. She waved at the three new members of their party, and they hesitated. Jeff didn't hesitate to have a sip of drink. She repeated the gesture, and the three started whispering to each other. Oh my god, what are they doing? Henry said next to her. Like, oh my god, what are they doing? Henry said next to her like a valley girl. Uh, like, give them a moment, Margot urged, like his valley girl girlfriend. I just want to point out, that wasn't sexist. Henry also spoke like a valley girl. Is that sexist? That's not fair to say like a valley girl, just like a valley person. I'm pretty sure valley boys talk the same way. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, uh, yeah fix that, everybody in the world. Ugh, okay. Oma, okay, where were we? Jesus Christ. Why, he said in frustration, why am I asking these three mages who are clearly dubious in regards to our intentions to follow us? You know we need to rescue them, Margot said. Do we, Henry said. When she looked back at the three huddled behind the rubble of an adjoining building, one finally sprinted to the woods. Lots of O's in that for some reason. Followed by the other two. That's exciting, isn't it? <clears throat> okay. Um, Margot could identify the first as Billings. I mean, I think we established they all seem to be of a different ethnicity, so, I mean, good for her, I guess. <laughs> she, she recognized the one who sounds the whitest, who she thought might be the leader of these three. Wow, wow, racism much, Jesus Christ, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> the other two followed quickly. 
Henry led them in a generally southwest direction. <laughs> Margot hoped that the forest would continue. I'm sorry, every time there's a direction I laugh. Margot hoped that the forest would continue to provide cover and reasonably good traveling conditions as they walked. She told Henry that she thought there was another main road that came south from Freben's Run that they might intersect. That is really dull. They certainly couldn't head back to town, where the three might be recognized in a town swimming with magistrates, mages, scary, spooky. It's not spooky. I shouldn't say that. Even though it is Halloweenish time, spooky. All right. They walked for about half an hour before the forest. Oh, I got a text message. Ooh, that's exciting. Hey, if anybody's going to the movies tonight, uh, you might see one-time guest host Glenn at the movies tonight. That's fun, but I'm not going to release this podcast today, so it probably won't be in time for you to know that. Okay. Uh, he's going to see that movie Dunk. Yeah. Have you seen it? It's, it's D-U-N-C. There's like a star in the middle of the C. It's strange. Yeah, so he's going to see Dunk, I believe. He misspelled it, but that's fine. Um, and the three walked for about half. Okay. Uh, they walked for about half. I'm gonna have a drink. Jesus Christ. Hmm. They walked for about half an hour before the forest opened to a southbound road. From the tree, does that mean northbound, southbound? What are those interstates? They're odd numbered, right? I think so. Okay. So I ninety five. Uh, from the trees, or if you live in California, I-5, or if you live somewhere I'm not aware of, I-75, I think that goes to, like, West Virginia, maybe, I don't know, right into the show, jeffreadsisbook.com, tell me what interstate you live near, that goes north-south, okay, um, boop, 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 okay, Walk for about half an hour far southbound road. From the trees, they saw nothing. So Margot walked onto the road alone to see if there was any danger. That's smart. Looking both ways. See, that's a good lesson for the kids that are listening. She could not see any signs of magistrates, soldiers, or mages, or SUVs that'll mow you down. Or guys on bird scooters that are real douchebags. Am I right? Or... Um, some asshole on a Harley that they remove the mufflers from and now it hurts your ears and they claim that it's so you don't run into them on the highway, but they could just as easily mount a fucking horn to their goddamn motorcycle. So let's face it, it's just like a, I've got a bigger dick than you competition with your goddamn side pipes, you sons of bitches. And she waved the others out with her. How far until we arrive at another town? Margot asked Billings. It might be an hour south, he said, without indenting his paragraph. But won't there be more magistrates there? I scrolled down. Margot said, I doubt it at this point, Margot responded as they walked. She honestly didn't know, but she didn't want to spook her new companions, especially this close to Halloween. Oh, today is today the Day of the Dead? Or am I thinking of yesterday? I feel like I'm thinking of yesterday. I don't think I listened to NPR today. Eh. Mm. I'm having a drink because I feel like it. God damn it. All right. Um, what's the plan if we encounter soldiers? Henry asked shortly after starting their walk. Wow, this is going to be exciting. I'm sorry I oversold this chapter with excitement. <laughs> I was hoping you had one, she said, smiling. 
Henry sighed. We can't have you hiding them if they have the glasses. Remember the glasses? That's what the soldiers had. I paused on that because I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I'm sorry for swearing so much in this chapter, Lara. I know, Margot said. What soldiers, Azan asked concerned. Azan asked concerned. I feel like saying Azan makes me sound like I'm from Massachusetts, which I am. Azan? Should I be saying Azan? Was there an Azan on 90 Day Fiancé? Maybe 90 Day the other way? I don't know. Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. They were patrolling the roads looking for you three, Margot said. All the way out here, he asked, clearly spooked now. Ooh, spooky! We told you that, Henry said. I didn't know there would be trouble this far away, Azan complained. Margot watched Henry shake his head, frustrated. Ooh, she does not like these three men. Probably because he's a jealous asshole, maybe? No, I don't think anybody likes these three. She tried to discreetly pat his forearm. Drinking break! That's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think this is a real drinking break. Mm. I'm going to need some more booze. I probably shouldn't have any more booze. Riders, Henry said, just as he spied the tops of heads appearing over the horizon. Into the woods, Margot commanded the three new mages. When they froze, confused, she cried, Now! Causing them to rush into the underbrush like little bitches. As far as Henry could tell, the soldiers didn't notice anything odd. They showed no sign of hurrying up. He exhaled in relief, and he and Margot waited on the side of the road for the riders. When the riders finally arrived, they looked at Henry and Margot curiously. Henry decided to ask, quote, Is there any traffic on this road? Any carts? One soldier pointed into the woods, saying, Stay with these two. There's something over there. He unmounted and started going into the underbrush. The mounted soldier rode up close to Henry and Margwax, and he drew his sword, holding it by his side. What are you two up to? he asked suspiciously. Nothing, Margot said innocently. Nothing? Are we in trouble? I th- Is that too Valley Girl? Oh, there he goes again saying Valley Girl, Valley person, I'm sorry. I think you know you are, he said, smirking. He pulled up his goggles and examined the two. What were you doing in Freven's run? Visiting her cousin, Henry said. He was starting to get nervous. Hold them, the soldier in the woods yelled. Henry felt the soldier's sword touch his throat. Wait, wait, we're cooperating, Margot yelled. Quiet, lady, the soldier warned. Can only hold a sword to one of you at a time, so I'll have to kill him to put my sword on your neck. Ho ho, that's some big threats. Big words! Oh man, I got a page down and I fucked it up. Sorry, guys. And Jeff takes another drink. All right. Henry stared at Margot with tired eyes. He definitely didn't have a plan for this circumstance. There's something hiding right here, the soldier yelled from to woods. I'm going to signal for the mages to come. The soldier trudged out of the woods with his goggles on his forehead, holding what Henry thought looked like a Roman candle. He pulled a string from the bottom, and a bright flare shot high into the air and burned in a stationary position 
directly above them, like a flare, but magical. <laughs> he threw the spent tube to the ground. I'm going to cuff you now, the unmounted soldier said as he approached. Margo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> as he approached Margo. Hands behind your back, lady. Henry watched, concerned but helpless, with the sword resting on his neck. Where do you think it's resting on his neck? I don't know. How sharp, like, would... I don't know. I don't know. Looking up at the soldier, he was pulling a small knife from the from the top of his hand. What the hell? Okay. Um. All right, wait, wait, wait. All right. Henry watched, concerned but helpless. When the soldier went to grab her hands, he, though, he said, what the? The mounted soldier suddenly yelled, and his sword fell from his grip, sliding against Henry's neck. What the hell? Looking up at the soldier, he was pulling a small knife from the top of his hand. Henry quickly spun away and launched a fireball at the soldier with the cuffs, who was blasted backwards into the ground. Okay, so he just had a sword in his hand for some reason? When the soldier went to grab her hands, though, he said, What the? The mounted soldier suddenly yelled, and his sword fell from his grip, sliding against Henry's neck. Looking up at the soldier, he's pulling a small knife from the top. Okay, so somebody stabbed him that was invisible. Hmm. All right. All right. We getting this now? Okay. The horse next to him suddenly reared, neighing loudly. Nay! The soldier... That sounded like a very regal neigh. Okay. <laughs> the soldier frantically tried to control it with what? What? Uh, I'm sorry. Now, I'm thinking, like, right now, I was just looking at what time it was. I apologize. Okay. Um, the horse reared, partially unsuccessful, his horse... Okay. The soldier frantically tried to control it with his still healthy hand. Partially unsuccessful, the, his horse took off uncontrolled down the road. Fifty yards away, he was able to bring the horse under control. When he looked back at the scene, though, he turned and continued riding away to the south. Margot suddenly rematerialized next to Henry, her projected self dissolving spelled wrong somehow, into nothingness. We need to leave now, she shouted into the woods. Turning to Henry, she said, drag the soldier into the woods. Henry touched his neck and looked at his bloody hand. It was a rather bad cut, he thought, but it had gotten, but his, but it hand gotten through the skin. Does anybody know what that's supposed to be? <laughs> it, I think, hadn't gotten through the skin, maybe? I don't know. Henry, Margot snapped. Henry, Margot snapped. Was that better? Henry, Margot snapped. What's the point, he said, pointing at the soldier with his bloodied hand. They'll find him, she said, as the three mages were, they were escorting stepped out of the woods in shock. Did you forget the flare in the sky, Henry said? Margot looked up and said, shit, quietly, shit, quietly. Did you? That's what I say when I forget to. Um. Well, I mean, thinking right now, I have to clean up like my lunch in the kitchen. So if I heard the front door open and the lovely Laura was home, I would say the same thing quietly under my breath, probably, because the kitchen's a mess and she's gonna come in going, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or this is more pertinent because this happened last night specifically. 
Um, I forgot to continue doing the laundry. <laughs> like I forgot to put, I sometimes do laundry during the day and the lovely Laura came home from work and all of a sudden she realized that, um, she's like, do we have laundry to do? And it, I think she reminded me at like eight 30. And that's when I said shit quietly because <laughs> it was in the dryer, but it was still wet and I had to fold it and she was not having any of that. Okay. Did you cast a spell in the woods? Henry asked in frustration, knowing the answer already. When they nod, should we re... Okay. All right. Henry touched his... Oh, let's backtrack. Henry touched his neck and looked at his bloody hand. It was a rather bad cut, he thought, but it hadn't gotten through the skin. Even though it's bloody, I mean, it feels like it got through the skin. Henry, Margot snapped. What's the point, he said, pointing at the soldier with his bloodied hand. They'll find him, she said, as the three mages were escorted, they were escorting, stepped out of the woods in shock, and Jeff made the same flub while he was trying to read. All right, now I'm going too fast. Did you forget the flare in the sky, Henry said. Margot looked up and said, shit, quietly. Uh, if you can travel forward in time and went past that moment, um, I swore. So if you have kids listening... Go back in time and then um, cover their ears. Did you cast a spell in the woods? Henry asked in frustration, knowing the answer already. Henry hates these guys. Am I right? I do kind of too, though. Billing sucks. When they nodded, Henry said, damn it. They can see the magic with those goggles. He didn't know, Henry. Calm down, Margot yelled. We've got to get off the road now, Henry said, checking his neck again. It was still bleeding, as if it wouldn't... Uh, why would he think it would clot that fast? We can't travel in these woods. They're too thick with underbrush, Margot countered. Fine, let's get moving along the road, Henry said, throwing his arms up. One of you grab the horse, he said to, the three, to their three companions. Why are we taking the horse, Margot asked, exasperated. Why not? Can we please get moving, Henry urged. Drinking break! Okay. Hmm. Had to get just a bit more. All right, where the hell were we, huh? <laughs> oh, I gotta scroll down. Oh, that's bad. All right, let's do it. Oh my god, we're not even close to done. The five travelers tried jogging for a short time, <laughs> but the three new travelers had to take too many breaks because they're a bunch of fatties. The group could only travel at a brisk walk at best, which drove Margot mad. Billings led the horse along on foot because he said he had said it would be unfair for him to ride it while his companions walked. Margot didn't really understand the logic, but since they all couldn't ride it, she left it alone. She was nervous, constantly looking behind her to see if anyone was following. They had left the scene of the ambushed soldiers only ten minutes earlier, and she feared mages could show up at any moment. They really were sitting ducks along this forest road, with no good way to travel through the woods for any distance. Up ahead, Henry suddenly said, pointing down the road. Margot turned back forward alarmed, but she saw nothing. There's a dirt road on the right, Henry explained. It looks like it leads into the woods. Ooh, fun! Let's hurry, Margot said, and she began jogging to the dirt path. Uh, it's a dirt road. 
Looking down the trail, wow, you really went to the thesaurus for dirt roads. Thesaurus. I'm really bad at saying that. That's how Trump would say it. Thesaurus. I feel like that's just Marlon Brando slash Trump. That's not good. Okay. Does anybody remember where we were? Okay. Um, she started into the woods, knowing that it couldn't possibly be worse than walking undefended along the main road. The dirt road turned in the woods, staying level staying level, and avoiding the depressions in the forest floor until it ended at a large barn with various signs of a functioning woodcutting operation strewn about. Probably like OSHA warnings, like don't get your hand stuck in the saw blades, right? There was nobody present, however. She guessed that the magistrates had ordered it closed for the time being. That's going to drive up lumber prices. Am I right, pandemic people? Actually, I think the pandemic drove up lumber prices because people bought too much, right? I think so. She ran to the barn and tried ought to open the door. It was locked, and the magic within the lock precluded any attempt she might make at opening it. She turned and looked around the camp, frustrated. Frustrated. That's the... Second different misspelling of frustrated in this chapter. This is why we need the horse, Henry said, from beside the barn. She hurried to the obscured side of the building to find him standing at a small cart, which just needed a horse to draw it. Let's get this thing moving, Margot said, calling over to Billings and the horse. Come here, Billings and horsey! He jogged over, and they all worked at getting the horse hitched shedding anything on the horse that associated it with the soldiers. I would not have the slightest idea how to hitch a horse. (laughs) What's the plan if we do hitch this up? Billings asked as they worked. Fake drinking break. Mm -mm -mm. Margo replied, We go back to the road and hope we can make good time to the next town. We might be able to get clear of this forest at least. Ebb for... We are intercepted by, intercepted by, goddamn a lot of misspellings in this chapter. I must have been out of my mind writing this. Intercepted by the magistrate's mages. That didn't even have magistrate's apostrophe. Oh, well. Just as they were finishing their work, Margot could hear hoofbeats through the woods on the main road. Uh-oh. They seemed to approach and stop near the trail into the lumber camp. Too late, she said quietly. Too late, she said quietly. I was going to try to sing that song. Too late, baby, yeah, it's too late. If you know what that song is, write into the show, because I don't. All right. Those are all the words. Just, it's too late, baby, right? I feel like that's some, like, uh, what? What do you want to say, that smooth rock or whatever they play on the radio that puts you to sleep when you drive? Yeah. Um, everyone behind the barn now, Henry commanded. You too, Margot. I'll deal with anyone who comes down towards us. Henry, Margot tried to protest. Go, he demanded. And she led the other three behind the barn, where they leaned up against the building's wall. She peered back around the corner, but she couldn't see anyone approaching. Henry was out of sight as well. Oh, I hear my cat. She's upset. Probably heard some of this podcast and she's mad about it. Peering around the corner a moment later, she could... Wow, this is taking a while today. 
Peering around the corner a moment later, she could see a single red-cloaked mage leading his horse slowly and confidently towards the camp. He stopped, looking in the direction of the horse attached to the cart, giving Margot the opportunity to lean out just a bit more. A call came from the road asking what he saw, or so Margot thought. The woods tended to dampen sounds, so she was unsure what was happening. She watched the mounted mage turn his head to call backward when he was suddenly and violently thrown from his horse by a burst of energy. The horse panicked with a dubious spelling of the word and bolted out of the woods and back towards the road. She now saw Henry walk into view towards where the incapacitated mage lay on the ground. Margot stepped out and around the corner to help, but Henry quickly pointed at her and mouthed, Stay there. He didn't say it, so we're just doing that for... This live studio audience can see. I'm going to mouth it for them. Yeah, they saw it, but we're going to say it audibly for the, uh, you know, people who aren't watching the video feed at jeffreydisbook.com. I'm just, just kidding. There's no video feed. She nodded and stepped back around the corner. She watched as he quickly rolled the unconscious man over with his foot, yanked off his yanked his cloak off, and subsequently used the cloak cloak's own belt to tie the man's arms behind his back. With effort, he dragged the man behind some logs and waited behind the pile with him. Henry looked tense and furious. Stringing break! Ooh, that's fun. Mm. I feel like I couldn't drag a body, which um. I guess it's a good thing. <laughs> Two more mages rode in quickly, but were more alert than their disarmed friend. Henry waited patiently behind the logs. These two clearly knew something was wrong and had dismounted quickly to prepare for a fight. By staying spread out, they made it much harder for Henry to target both. Not even with Lightning Bolt, Lightning Bolt. I'm still making fun of a LARP video from like 1999. Oof. When he glanced around the corner, Henry emerged from behind the logs and launched, launched, launched a blast of white hot energy at the other mage. The mage closest to Henry was alert though and successfully blocked the attack as Henry thought he would. Henry ran for the trees near the dirt road as the far mage launched a speeding fireball towards him, missing him easily as he dove behind a tree. Come out and surrender, the mage near the horse and cart called. There are still two of us, but just one of you, he said without quoting. (laughs) Henry leaned against the tree, trying to catch his breath from the attack and sprint. He was about to emerge, preparing a strong attack, attack, when both mages launched fireballs into the woods to his left, apparently attacking an apparition of Henry. Thank you, Margot, he whispered as he spun to his right and out from the cover of the tree. He launched a blistering energy attack at the mage closest to their horse and cart that we're using as a reference point for this whole battle, apparently. And Henry saw the horror on his face as he was thrown into the air, eventually landing and sliding into a tree. He bolted for cover behind another tree as the remaining mage turned and launched 
Attack after attack. Time to come out now, traitor, the mage called. Fireball smashed against the tree. He his behind. And he could smell burning wood. I don't need help to... Dot, dot, dot. The man's speech ended abruptly with a thud, followed by the sound of a body collapsing. Carefully revealing himself to survey the... Sur- I would say surveil, but survey the situation. He saw the final mage in a heap on the ground. Margot suddenly materialized behind him, holding a small log. The group dragged the other two mages behind the logs where the first still lay unconscious. Where is that in reference to the horse and cart? (laughs) Margot produced rope to the amazement of their three new companions, and they tied all three mages together in a sitting position, then bound their mouths so they could not cry for help. Of course, they can do magic, though, so... Eh. <laughs> They'll be found soon enough by the lumberjacks, Henry said, shrugging. Until then, we should consider this a team-building exercise. Ha! That's pretty funny, Henry. A what, Margot asked? Clearly, she hasn't gone to any corporate training, huh? All right. Don't worry about it, Henry said. It wasn't funny anyway. I disagree, though. How about the readers? Right into the show! JeffreyTisBook.com! Can we please leave now? Horatio asked. Henry nodded and wanted to get far from this place. And that ends chapter 25! So, that was a pretty exciting chapter, don't you think? There was like a little bit of magical fighting and non-magical fighting, I guess... Did Henry, like, um, was there, like, physical violence? Yes. Well, Margot did some physical violence, did physical violence, while she was invisible. Okay, there. You can tell by the way I talk that I write bad books, but, um, she was invisible, but she hit some dude in the head. That's something. Um, I don't know, pretty violent, don't you think? It was fine. It was fine. I I feel like that's a a fun twist that they went into the woods and there was a logging camp. I don't know. What else would they have in the woods? I feel like since they were on a road, maybe like a highway service area would have been good too. Not the kind that you pull into, like to get freaking um, uh, Roy Rogers and a Coke and then fill your car up with gas. I'm more thinking of like the... uh, Weird giant barn that's filled with salt. I guess people in the south, or I don't know. Do you have that in your country? Right into the show, JeffreyDisbook.com. But we have like up here in Ohio, like, you know, giant barns full of salt. And that's where the trucks pick up salt to salt the roads when it's snowing. Good story. That's kind of what I was thinking. That'd be a fun, instead of a logging camp, that seems, I don't know. I don't know why I don't like that right now. I I just don't, I guess. It's too simple or stupid or unlikely or convenient, whatever. Who cares? You know what? They're not, like, near a big town. There seems to be a whole bunch of trees everywhere. What? All right. Uh, Okay, I'm getting annoyed. I'm getting frustrated. This book sucks super bad. (laughs) What else? I mean, um... Henry and Margot, I guess they didn't fight that much during this, right? Henry's bleeding. That's always fun. Uh, Other than that, 
good fight, I guess. So let's get to some discussion questions, huh? What do you say? All right, question one. So that like sword kind of slides down against Henry's neck, right? And he finds that he's bleeding and he's got a bloody hand and he's pointing with his bloody hand. It's pretty gross, right? Didn't even bother to wipe it off, right? Okay, so have you ever found like, uh, what do I want to say here? Surprise blood. And uh, I mean, from like a wound or a cut or something, has that ever happened to you? I can say honestly, yes, yes. I remember I got my hair cut once at, um, I don't want to name names, but it's uh, the Irish barber shop here in Ohio, <laughs> up near Cleveland. Look it up. Well, they were doing the old, uh, what do you call that? That uh, the uh, straight razor. Uh, neck shave, you know, where they take the extremely sharp knife-like or switchblade-like knife and shave your neck. And it feels really nice and you're soft and you feel really clean-shaved. It's clearly closer than anything I could do. But uh, I remember the last time I went there, and it was the last, uh, he did that. And then, you know, he's like, there you go, you're all set. But I guess at the time I was kind of like, why? I didn't get the old, here's a mirror, look at the back of your head kind of treatment, which you usually get when you get your hair cut. But whatever. I didn't get it. Uh, you know, I thought maybe he was in a rush or forgot or whatever. It seemed pleasant enough. So I got in the car and left. And then I remember I was driving to the grocery store after my haircut and I touched the back of my neck for some reason, and I was covered in blood. And that son of a bitch barber had sliced open the back of my neck. Like, I had a one-inch cut on the back of my neck. Which is, I mean, that wouldn't be so bad, but the fact that he didn't tell me he did that, because I clearly would have been bleeding at the time. What the fuck? And then he just let me go? What a piece of shit. Don't go to the Irish barber or whatever the hell it's called. In, um, it doesn't matter what town. If it's called that, don't go to it. Because apparently the Irish don't want to tell you when they slice your neck open. But that sucked. That was my good surprise blood story. Other than that, they're probably mostly related to zits. You know what I mean? When a zit pops and you didn't know it. Whatever. Yeah, right into the show if you found yourself bleeding surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. I guess I've had like, uh, I feel like I broke my nose once at soccer and I was bleeding like gushing out of it. That was surprise blood, too. Because, like, ah, you hit me in the nose. And then all of a sudden, my shirt was covered in blood. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, not really. Yeah, right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. Okay. Um, number two for discussion questions. So, uh, Henry and I guess everybody there helped. I think it's kind of passed over quickly, but they dragged the three mages that they just took down. Margot with using a small log, I believe, was the wording there. <laughs> he, They tie them up and gag them and leave, right? So my real question here, and correct me if I'm wrong, but can you do magic without hands? I feel like you can, right? I think, can Henry? I feel like Henry can. Can Margot? I think Margot just mumbles and does magic, but I guess she's gagged. If she was gagged, could she do magic? I feel like she could. I feel like tying up mages is, like, not sufficient. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like I really skipped over that. And it didn't mention Henry, like, casting a spell such that they couldn't get out of their bindings. 
What do you guys think? Do you remember in Bringing Balance, which technically takes place after this book, but whatever, Margot was in like a cage. And the point of the cage was supposed to be like she wouldn't be able to like cast spells from inside the cage. But in this book, I'm implying you can just tie them up and they can't do magic. Do you see what I mean? There's a real problem here. I don't... Maybe Henry's just lazy and he's like, whatever, it's fine, and they're leaving. That's my guess, is Henry's just like, whatever, this is good enough, I'm taking off. I don't know. I guess they were maybe, it was kind of implied they were still unconscious too, so maybe they'd have like a a getaway? Eh, I don't know. Hmm. Has anybody watched, um, or I guess read the book Shadow and Bone? I, I watched it on Netflix. I think there were eight episodes pretty freaking good and my understanding is it's a uh, young adult fantasy novel but i know in that one like they kind of imply that um oh dear i haven't seen it in a while what are the people who can do magic is it a g word uh grease grishas grishas yeah i think it's something like that grishas or something i don't know now, right into the show, jeffreesbook.com. But they imply in that book, or in the movie, the show, the miniseries, whatever, that they can't do magic without their hands because they have, like, bindings to keep their hands apart and stuff. Uh, but that's not canon in this world, right? In the Sandhill Mages Chronicles, <laughs> or Sandhill Chronicles, what did I call this? Head over to Amazon.com and buy one of my books because I believe it says what series this is and i don't remember the name i gave it so yeah that about does it today uh i got uh, not much going on for the rest of the day uh, i think i gotta finish i did get a refill and i think that was obvious i gotta finish that up now and um other than that i just gotta edit this podcast up to hell and then once i edit it listen to it to make sure i didn't flub or like uh, give out my bank account numbers and then we'll post it. Doesn't that sound fun? We are so close to the end of this, and it makes me sad. It makes me very sad. Maybe I'll have to write, like, a January book and then immediately, um, what, do my podcast? I don't know. I could, I suppose, like, do a weekly short story. Wouldn't that be fun? Would that count? I think it would count. That'd be fun. I don't know, though. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I have to think about it, but... Until next time. Oh, wait, I didn't even do, um, like, head over to jeffreadsbook.com because you're going to want to get in contact with me if you do or don't want to hear more of my writing because it's so bad or so good. I mean, maybe you think it's good, which, wow, I don't know what to say to that. But head over to jeffreadsbook.com. Right there, three ways to contact me. You can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. Uh, you can hit me up on Mastodon at Jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. Or you can email me at Jeff at rainbow-100.com. Yeah, that's right. It's much easier to do if you go to jeffreadsbook.com first. Very easy. I think that's it, though. Now I got everything out of the way, right? Was that all the um, paperwork? Let me ask... Um, let me ask the production staff in the booth. What do you guys think? Was that everything? Okay, they agree. They're nodding. Yes, it was everything. So, until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.